Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 23. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Titanium? Professor! Take us to school. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, and it seems like there's a little less room between you and me than normal. (laughs) Really? I haven't noticed. I I think we... We want to let the audience know we have a special guest this Absolutely, week. Absolutely, a special guest, a, a super fan of ours, uh, Greginator the Generator. That's his name, Greginator the Generator, Mr. Greg Vire. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah, Greg, uh, friend of the show, fr- friend of both of ours, and uh, uh, you know w- was interested in potentially coming on and being a guest. And hey, we got content to fill, and let's hey bring Greg on, and, and we'll have a good ch- chat. So Greg will be filling in and. And helping us out, and you know what, Tone, Titanium, if I if I have to be honest with you, if you or I had to be out one week or we were on an extended vacation and and we just couldn't miss an episode, Greg would be a great fill in, absolutely co-host. Greginator would absolutely be a great. He's also contributed a hell of a lot to the show yeah. with questions. <laughs> And besides that, we bent each other's ear when you're not around talking about this geeky, nerdy stuff, right? Yeah, when you and when you need somebody to come in and, and take over, you call the Greginator. <laughs> and we, we're, we're down one host this week. Who do we call? We got to call the Greginator. Greginator the Generator. Absolutely. Good to have you, Greg. I'm Welcome. Just, I'm just a suburban dad nerding out. <laughs> All right, before we get into everything, though, we want to thank our sponsor, Studio GG Studios, as we do all week. Uh, the link to their YouTube page is in our show notes. Please support them. They have been our best sponsor, our first sponsor. They really do a lot to support the show, so please give them a like, give them a follow, check out their videos. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on over there, right? Uh, yeah, working on new content yeah. um, and dropping new videos constantly, but they've been super. They just sent me the opening and uh, closing for our YouTube show, so that'll be fun. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, they're doing a lot of work for us, and, and thank you again, Studio G. You've been great. Absolutely. And we also want to thank those listeners who bring the show to you as well, and those are our patrons, patreon.com slash supertalk. $1 per episode, you sign up, you donate a dollar per episode, and you're a patron of the show. And you're now helping bring the show to the audience, and you're supporting the show directly. So thank you to our patrons. We want to continue to appreciate them because they help bring the show to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and uh, jump on and sign up. And we do have a giveaway. So anybody who's interested in becoming a patron, we will announce right now that prior to... We have a big event coming in, in August. And so... At the end of July, to announce this big event, we are going to be doing a massive giveaway to anybody who's a patron of the show. So, end of July, we will be doing a massive giveaway to all the patrons of the show. So, please, if you're thinking about doing it, go ahead and do it. But we have a big announcement coming in July to talk about what's going on in August. Yeah, big giveaway, and uh, we'll even get you a ticket to the big event. Well... Are we promising that? Maybe we probably can do that. We could do that. I mean, All right. we're, not, we're not putting them up in a hotel or anything. Well, let's jump right in it, and we'll uh, we'll have uh, the Greg and Air, uh, you know, contribute as well, and we'll talk about the news and reviews this week. First, last week's episode, Titanium, you and I went over Avengers Campus, what Disney had planned, and they were launching Avengers Campus last week at, Di- at Disney California Adventure. 
we had a show about it. We kind of talked what was coming. We had a little preview. And then the thing launched this past Thursday and absolutely blew up blew up the internet it blew Crazy. up on on social media it was everywhere there there were hundreds of tiktok videos of every performance and insight uh really cool um but yeah that was uh that was pretty neat that it uh, it hit right after we talked about it they had an official um uh launch of the of the the area kevin feige was there i know they had paul rudd was there I think Brie Larson was there. They had yeah. just so many of the Marvel actors come there. And oh, and Anthony Mackie was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They showed that the Captain America that's going to be part of Avengers Campus is going to be the Falcon version, the Anthony Mackie version. And yeah. and Kevin Feige called him on stage. Said the real Captain America, Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was really great. And they put a lot of money and time into that that uh, that launch. And the the internet. It exploded with all the videos yeah. behind the scenes and everything. You could you can basically go to the Avengers campus on the internet right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and see a, a lot of the performances. And yeah, stuff. it was really cool. Now I hear a little birdie told me, Kendall, your daughter, uh, <laughs> that the the Greginator is going to be there, right? We're going to be out there. Yeah, uh, this summer. You're going to check it out. Uh, probably look at it, see what's see what's going on. Although from what I did watch a little bit uh, on the YouTube things was seven hour lines. Yeah. To, wow. To seven hours. Yeah, seven well, hour that, that was kind of during the launch. I mean, let's yeah. hope that it calmed down a little bit, right? Yeah. Yes. And and I assume California, from what I understand, is still under a, a little bit more um, COVID restrictions than the rest of us. We're we're opening up a little bit faster than California is because they went through a really bad period, and so I think for the launch, yeah, it was a little crazy. But let's hope that. They are still restricting access to the park, and so, but I'm sure that area. I mean, if everybody went to Harry Potter World the first year that it opened, it was insane. You could be crushed. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you just can't get you into get those places. Off. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. No, I, we're out there, so yeah, we'll probably take a look at checking it out. You know, I'd like to see the magic show, and and I'd like to see that uh, robot Spider Man flip all over the place. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, they seven the- hours though. It's not worth seven <laughs> no. hours. I'm just saying. No. Well, the good news is, I think. Uh, just to walk through the area and to st- see the stage show and see the flipping Spider-Man, all those other, you don't have to stay in the line. You're just basically walking through the area, right? Right. right. It's more of the spider, the web slingers ride, which has taken seven hours. I yeah. Think, right. Long time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. We got a first uh, sneak preview of the new Shazam costume. I don't know if you saw this titanium. They showed Zachary Levi and his new Shazam costume. They're, they're filming Fury of the Gods right now. And they had, the director came out and said, here's the new Shazam costume. Yeah. And it looks 100,000% better than the first one. Did. A lot better than the yeah, first one. Yeah, a lot better. It's not as, it's not as uh, cartoony. Um, I think it is more in line with what we're going to see in Black Adam. Uh, I think it has a lot of elements of what Black Adam's outfit will be. So I, I think it's more in line of that. So and great. supposedly the entire Shazam family is getting a, a costume upgrade as well, right? Not Good. just him. But it, I think one of the biggest things that we noticed was the 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 thunderbolt is not lit up like it was in his original costume because mm-hmm. in the, the the you know thirty second clip that they showed him in the costume he's like is it me or is it really dark in here can yeah. somebody turn on some lights you know because he didn't have the the thunderbolt lit up on his costume so yeah I, I didn't mind that so much in the first one I I thought it you know it was pretty the, cool the, uh, yeah, yeah I mean I didn't mind that but I think you're gonna see this. 
kind of a darker, edgier, uniform kind of outfit uh, that is reminiscent of Black Adam. Oh, for sure. And, and I think that they're, um, there's lots of rumors about where they're going with the character. Will he eventually join the Justice League? Potentially. And I think that that's something that they're talking about. There, they were another rumor, potential Henry Cavill cameo in that movie, which would be, be great. Number one, it would be awesome, but it would also help us identify who Superman's going to be in the DC universe. Yeah, going nail that forward. down. Please right. nail that down. I, I don't want a new one. You know, none of us do. Yeah, no. um, but yeah, we're looking forward to that. And Black Adam is filming right now too, so we're probably going to get Fury of the Gods and Black Adam really back to back releases. Yeah. yeah, The Rock. He's just getting jacked for that. Have oh, you seen huge. that? Yeah. He's absolutely massive, isn't he? That We were talking about this, uh, Greg and Ader, in another episode. I'm sure you listened to it. Um, but we were saying that in his outfit, there's not going to be any padding needed. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's what I was going to say about the new Shazam, is that that first Shazam was so fakey looking. Right. With the foam muscles that they had to put on yeah. to Levi there. Yeah. This one looks like it's a little more... Form-fitting. Form-fitting. Yeah. And, while there's still probably some foam muscles in there, it's not well. Big, and Zachary Levi did put on some weight, and he's yes. been in the weight room. So I think for the first movie, he they they had to use a lot of padding. But he's you know he's bulked up a little bit. Yeah, we've we've seen that. I mean Henry Cavill's a big dude. They don't have to put a lot of padding in his no. costume. No, nor would they will they for The Rock. No, um, you know, nor do they have to do anything like that for Thor. You know, oh, yeah, 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 right. He's jacked. Yeah, and we'll just segue into that's one of the other news items. We got a. Uh, Nice little first look from uh, Taika Waititi. He dropped a little picture on us yeah. on the internet of him in his Korg's new uniform. Ta- Taika Waititi plays that character, but it's all CG. It's but all- he's in the uniform when he's walking around on set. And they showed his new uniform, and then they showed Chris Hemsworth in his Thor t-shirt, and he is completely <laughs> ripped to shreds. Wow. You know, he, he has a fitness app uh, called uh, Center, uh, C-E-N-T-R. I don't know if it, I'm saying it right, but he, he won an award for it for Lifestyle from Google Play, uh, gave him an award for that app. It's got a lot of downloads. It's like a, a health, fitness, lifestyle type app, and he won an award for it, and it's his app. So, But man, he must be, he must be doing what he's preaching because he is ripped. Well, he's ripped in this movie, and he is playing Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. That's what and, I was about to say. Yeah. He's got to get those pythons. Yeah. He's playing Hulk Hogan in <laughs> a Hulk really? Hogan biopic. Yeah. yeah wow. So, I, I didn't know that. That's so awesome. That's one of the other reasons why he's getting so jacked is he's playing Hulk Hogan in, in a biopic that they, that he's filming after this. He's got to get yeah. that voice right though, right? Yeah. You know? Let's go, bro. Yeah. Brother, you know brother. it, brother. 23-inch <laughs> pythons, brother. Uh, yeah. Say your prayers. <laughs> Take your vitamins. Right? That's right. All the little Hulkamaniacs out there. Yes. Uh, you got some news about the Flash, right? Titanium. Yeah, November fourth. Movie. The movie. Yeah. yeah, and they've 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 released some screenshots of some. I don't know if it's relevant to the bat suit or not, but uh, it looks to be uh, Michael Keaton's suit as uh, old school. The bat has gone back to the old school with the yellow behind it. Um, yeah, that's 2022, right? So what's the date? November 4th, November 4th 2022. 2022. Yeah. So we're a year and a couple months away from they, that coming out. They basically. have to be in pre-production right now. They're going to be filming soon. So we're looking forward to those leaks. And the one thing that they did confirm for the most part is that we are going to get some flavor of Flashpoint. The Flash movie is going to have... It's not going to exactly follow the Flashpoint story from the comics, but it is Flash going back in time and doing something to the timeline. And they did also somewhat confirm that 
Michael Keaton's Batman is the Tim Burton universe version of Batman from back in the in the in the eighties when we first got it, wow. and he's now older. Um, and we get the, kind of the older, grayer, kind of more bitter version of Batman. That's right? what I was going to ask. Is this going to be a sixty-five-year-old Batman? I think it is. Okay. I think I think it's going to be the Michael Keaton version of Batman from the Tim Burton movies, now aging to today's time, and it's not going to be. As old as the Batman Beyond version of Bruce Wayne. Okay. So that version, he was in his, he was like 80. Yeah. He was like 70 or 80 yeah. and teaching a very young Batman Beyond. This is, but he's going to be an older one. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see what he does with that. I mean, I, I'm sure he's going to be so, so awesome. Michael Keaton's going to really just crush that. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about it before. I just hope it doesn't get crowded like No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. We've talked several times about it. Everybody knows my feelings on it. I feel it's getting very crowded with the, either cameos or uh, the list of characters that they're trying to put in. And I just hope that Flashpoint doesn't do that. Speaking of, have you guys like been following all the craziness going on this week about No Way Home? I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this last week, Titanium, but you know, there's rumors of the trailers coming. It's coming any day or it's coming tomorrow. It's Tom Holland's birthday and then nothing came. Well, he came online this week um, on Twitter, I believe. And thanked everybody for all the happy birthday, well wishes, and he was just really overwhelmed by. And of course, everybody was doing it because they're like, "Dude, drop a trailer." And he's like, <laughs> "But he basically came out and said, I hope I have some Spider-Man stuff to give you soon.'" He did come out and say that, but now there's all these rumors: is it coming today? Is it coming tomorrow? And no. I mean, yeah, no, we don't. I, I, I you're still sticking to your guns. Yeah, right? I think it's Black I, Widow. I, I think would say it's, Black yeah, Widow. I would say Black Widow. Yeah. If it doesn't happen in Black Widow, there's going to be a whole lot of angry people. I, one of them sitting right beside you. Well, one of them I think sitting that's right the latest. Yeah. I think that has to be the latest. If it doesn't, yeah. it's got to be. And I think we're going to get a full Eternals trailer and a full Black Widow, tra- uh, full Spider-Man No Way, um, no Way Home trailer with Black Widow for sure. Yeah. Uh, is, is it possible it comes earlier? Maybe. But, you know. We don't have long to wait. I mean, yeah. it's a month it's a away. Month. One month. Yeah, one month Black away. Black Widow, was it July 9th? Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a month away. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, and uh, you got some news about the show we talked about earlier, right? Yeah, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I I thought it was good. Um, I didn't think it was overwhelmingly great, but it definitely was good. I was looking forward to season two, and Netflix, they canceled it. Netflix canceled it, right? Did you see it, Greganator? I did. I am pretty much where you are on this thing. It was interesting enough for me to want to see season two, but there were definitely times during that show where I'm like, what is going on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody the, explain something. The time yeah. jumps and just it was just very confusing. And um, so the, those of you who didn't watch it's a series on Netflix called Jupiter's Legacy. It it it's from a, a a writer, a very very popular writer named Mark Miller. Yeah. And Mark Miller's written a ton of books, a ton, and and he's developed his own characters. We've seen them in, in the movies and TV shows before. Um, what's the uh, the the TV, the movies, the two movies they did about the um, the Brits who have their own kind of uh, 007. Um, Kingsman. The Kingsman. Yep. So the Kingsman is a Mark Miller yeah. created universe, universe right? Yeah. So we've seen that already. And there's been two of those movies. Right. Yeah. We've seen two King, and yeah. those were fairly great. successful. I thought they were great. Right. Yeah. So apparently they've, they've canceled that. Netflix has decided to pass on season two. But another Mark Miller product, which is called uh, Super Crooks. It's in the same universe as the Jupiter's Legacy uh, characters. Focusing so on the villains. The villains, now. yeah. I, I don't know. 
Well, I'm looking forward to that because maybe they can explain some of the stuff they didn't explain in <laughs> Jupiter's Legacy. Like, how did all these criminals end up with superpowers? Right. That was a big one. That, and that's, that's exactly what social they media They never explained saying. that. They never did. You're right. right. We know that these, uh, was it five or six individuals? Six. Went th- six individuals went through this, like, massive, like, trial to, like, forgive each other for all their sins and finally are anointed by, by some Jupiter Yeah, prove being. that they were worthy. They had to prove that they were worthy, and then they ended up turning on each other. And, and well, and then that. they end up turning on, and then no all answers. of a sudden, everybody else starts getting powers too. Exactly. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, you had to go through some secret island and go through all just to be anointed by this Jupiter being, and then and then everybody else starts getting powers. Yeah. All, of a sudden? all of a sudden, there's all these super criminals running around. But I guess I gotta have somebody to fight, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But how they come about? You're right. So there and was I, a lot of unanswered questions. And and Mark Miller, he he has been very successful in the past so you have to give him a little bit of credit from a from a story writing character creation perspective he kind of knows what he's doing but i i think you know the greginator said it right i i i liked it but i wasn't like on the edge of my seat can't wait to watch the next episode type of person no they just left it open-ended and i think they left it open-ended because he was planning on several seasons to get into those specifics so you can't blame him netflix may you know pulled the plug um whatever if i was on a netflix show i would get what i wanted to say out quickly (laughs) well we knew and 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 we knew that this was was an issue because all the actors that had been in the jupiter's legacy series all their contracts got terminated they were they were basically told don't come back for season two i mean so it was it was no joke they were like yeah we don't need you back i think one of them will be picked up by marvel hopefully you think? I, I, Josh, he's a good actor. Josh Duhamel? I, I thought he did a great job. He was, I, I don't know. For me, he was the best part about that show. The, he, the, he could play a he role. Was, he was spiraling down that insanity mine. His father was screwing, his dead father was screwing with him. He was spiraling down. I thought he did a great job. So he could have, he could have been Moon Knight. You know what? I wouldn't have minded him being Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm extremely happy with Oscar being Moon Knight. He is yeah unbelievable he's very good yes he's gonna be great did you ever see that movie um machinina machinina ex machina ex machina okay thank you (laughs) welcome greginator i butcher everybody's names and movie titles yes he was fantastic in that how great was he in that that was a that was a crazy movie that's if you haven't seen that you gotta see that movie that's a great movie all right, we also got some news this week about uh, the Loki series. We're very looking forward to Loki coming out on Wednesday. Wednesday, two days from now, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday, June 9th, uh, we're getting Loki. And we'll obviously be talking about this the upcoming weekend when we do our show this weekend. Uh, but the industry insiders, and I don't know how we got passed up titanium i mean literally did they lose our email i forgot to share the link with you super talk podcast you didn't see it oh no no I oh at outlook.com darn it i'm Come sorry on. Professor. industry insiders were giving sorry, early Professor. access to the first two episodes of loki i they we must have i i maybe i should pay a little more i attention. saw the first two episodes oh you did i yeah. forgot to share the link oh, with you yeah you Send really me. messed up Send it to me. but anyway <laughs> the invite will be there for the next series i'm sure marvel will forgive you but uh they got a, a, an early look at the first two episodes. They did this with yeah. WandaVision. They did this with with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, wanted to get some press, you know, feedback before the series was launched to kind of help promote the show and get subscribers. And the feedback so far has been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, some of them said, and Greginator and I were talking about this before the show, um, some of them were like, it took the first 
episode to them for them to get a hold of it, and then by the second episode they were hooked. So and that makes a ton of sense. It so does. The, the first episode, you figure the first half kind of has to tell us what Loki's been up to yeah. since we last saw him, and then explain who the TVA is and yeah. why they're doing what they're doing, and kind of really pl- setting up the series, setting up the plot. There's a whole lot of place setting that needs to happen rather quickly with only a six episode arc. Right. They got to get that done a lot in the first. And why not spend that first episode? Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're just gonna punt the first episode on character development, plot development, all that other stuff. We're just, we just gotta tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to WandaVision, where a lot of people lost interest that first episode. They were like, "It's too weird. I don't understand what's going on now." The Geekville, all of us in Geekville <laughs> knew what was going on, and we knew where they were going because we had heard about it, we had read about it, we were, you know, listening to trades and all that, but. A lot of people that were novice, uh, it took them at least four episodes, episodes. at least four episodes to get into WandaVision. And I don't think it's going to take that long for Loki, but I do think you need to hang with it through the first episode. Yeah, the first episode, definitely going to be a setup episode. And and, and again, the industry insiders that saw it said, by the time we got through episode two, we're like, we're all in. We're, Mm -hmm. We're bought in. It's the best Disney Plus series so far, which would make a lot of sense. That's high praise, too. Yeah, well, but, it is. But that would make a lot of sense because yeah. the, the two series that came before this one were ravaged by COVID-19 pandemic, were early on in the development process, had major script rewrites, had some restrictions for travel, just yeah. were inundated with problems. Loki was not. So right, Professor. You're on yeah. the target. Yeah, so I think Loki is going to... We're. Uh, Titanium and I have been, been touting that we are so looking forward to this. And as much as WandaVision was there to set up, we think, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh-huh. we think Falcon and Winter Soldier was there to set up Captain America 4 yeah. and what's happening with the Captain America character going forward in the MCU. This Loki movie could be setting up like five movies coming down the road. Yeah, I think so. I think Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumadia. Yep. It could be setting up the Marvels. It could be setting up Thor Love and Thunder. It could be setting up a ton of things that are happening Agreed. because of the multiverse timeline interaction type of thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, this mm-hmm. is the, the besides the Ant-Man with the quantum realm and that type of time travel with uh, the, the last couple of Avengers, I think absolutely this is going to set that up. You're, yeah. I think you're correct. Yeah. yeah. And they, the writers of this thing don't have a whole lot of constraints. Because of this time travel and this multiverse stuff. So they can do anything that they want to do. What, what do we call it? Titanium? It's a cheat code, right? Yeah. Time travel is is a cheat code, right? So you basically can say, oh, well, this is an alternate universe version of Loki. And we're, we're supposedly right. going to see five or six different versions of Loki. And, you know, it's possible, quite possible, that the big bad in the show ends up being an alternate version of Loki messing with the timeline. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Against and, himself, right? right? But but it's, and we're being told, don't be surprised if you see some pretty crazy cameos in this show that we didn't really get in the first couple of shows. And that's because not only the restrictions were lifted here, but because of a time travel show, you can go wherever, you know, and go in, back in the past in Marvel's history. I haven't history. heard that. Are you serious? Are yeah. we going to see some really big... Yeah, well, I mean, the really big cameos we've seen thus far, we didn't get any of them in WandaVision. We were because disappointed the across, yeah. across the board. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we kind of got two. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the Dora Milaje from Wakanda. That was a big kind of surprise cameo there. And we, we, we got the other one, which was... Um, Don Cheadle showed up. Don, well, we kind of knew Don Cheadle was going to be there, but the big one was Val, uh, her showing up, her character, because 
Yeah. And we were told after the fact that that character was supposed to debut in the Black Widow movie, which is supposed to predate yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, we got those cameos. But the big cameos that we're seeing here is Loki's going to go back in time. He's going to be messing around with different events in the Avengers timeline. And it's not going to be unlikely that they pop in on a couple of other Avengers characters. Well, maybe. we saw the trailer and it looked like at one point he's sitting on a rock talking to Black Widow. But it's uh, not that. No, that's not Black Widow. I hope it's not. No, it's the female version of, of Loki. Okay, with red hair. Uh, yes. Okay. That'd we've be seen great. the we've seen the behind the scenes photos from the show of her in her costume, and she looks exactly like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's not Black Widow. Yeah. Yep. Darn and it. it. Yeah. And an interesting take on this is that, <clears throat> and I was reading about this because I didn't even realize this at first because I'm just thinking, oh, it's the Loki show, whatever. This is the Loki that was the bad guy in the first adventures. Yeah. This is not the Loki that you know, put his life on the line for everybody at the end of, or the beginning of infinity war. This is a bad guy. Yeah. This is the guy that the Avengers literally just finished kicking his ass. Hulk just finished slamming him up and down on the ground. Puny God. Yeah. At the end, at the end of Avengers. And he all of a sudden got the Tesseract and was able to escape. Right. right so the redemption arc that Loki had been on in the films to follow the Ragnarok, Avengers. Right. We, this is, this character's never been on that redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's good. I think that's good for the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the chemistry between him and uh, Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. I think he's going to steal the show. Like oh, Darcy wow. stole the show. I think he's going to steal the show. He will. Yeah. And you know, and Tom Hiddleston is just great in this character. And, and I, I mean, I, you and I and everybody else doesn't believe Loki's going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, this character's going to be around the MCU. Chico, for like we said, I mean, right. they can yeah. stay in this timeline forever because time is different at right. the mm-hmm. TVA. 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 Right. All right. Another, another uh, news item we got this week. So um, we've talked earlier in previous shows about uh, some TV series that are now on HBO Max. Uh, one of them being Titans. Titans season three f- finished up last week, and they're now going to. I think they're targeted for early August. Titan season three coming to yeah. HBO Max, and we just heard this week that Doom Patrol, the other DC Universe uh, show that's that was on um, uh, was on DC Universe now on HBO Max. They just finished wrapped wrapped on season three of the Doom Patrol, so that show's coming to uh, HBO Max probably by end of summer, and so that's just fantastic. More content for us to consume, yeah. directly online. It's just awesome. Big fan of the Doom Patrol, you are. I know you are. You you try to convince that me to watch it. That is a crazy weird yeah, show. Yeah, it's a man. crazy weird show. I mean, you you literally, well, in the times that I watched it, I was definitely starved for content. But it's weird characters, but likable characters. Yes, yes. I tell you, and. If, if you haven't checked it out, you should, because one of the characters in the show is played by Brendan Fraser. Great, great actor. I, I like Brendan Fraser. Well, it, and Brendan Fraser literally fell off the acting bus. Yeah. Like, he was <clears throat> one of the top, like, Hollywood stars for a long time. Health issues, right? Encino Man. Yeah. Yes. And he was in, but he was in the Mummy movies. Remember the Mummy? Yeah. Those were big, big multiple budget mon- big yeah, budget movies. They? And he was, like, a big time, like, Hollywood actor. And then he was gone for, like, 10, 12 years. Yeah, like, I what think he th- had health issues, but yeah. I don't know. But uh, he plays uh, a machine man in in the in the Doom Patrol, and uh, he is just and he it, it's raunchy, and he just curses every <laughs> other word. It's hysterical. Um, so check it out if you haven't checked it out. You know, if you're looking for stuff to watch, it's on first two seasons are HBO Max now. Give it a few episodes because there's a lot of crazy weird characters in it, but it really is just a fun show to watch. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, and then. Uh, 
We did get uh, some Black Panther mo- movie news today, right? Kind of hit the wire today. Yeah, it hit the wire today. Um, that And we knew this guy was going to be playing somebody somewhere. Yes, but man, was I wrong on the casting. I thought they would kind of lean towards an Asian actor and go that route, but uh, a Mexican fella they have uh, casted to play Namor, the Submariner, in uh, Wakanda... Forever, and I'm not even going to try to say his name. I'll butcher it. Yeah, Tinoch Huera. Yeah. See, I would have butchered yeah. the shit out of that. Tinoch Huera. Yes. Huera. He he was. For those of you who don't know, Tinoch is he's a, uh, a Mexican American actor. Was in Narcos show that was on Narcos uh, Mexico. Narcos Mexico show that was on at Netflix. A series Narcos Mexico. He played. I can't remember the name of the character. It was the cousin of El Patron. Yeah. Right, but he was the one who developed the. Special strain of marijuana that didn't have seeds. The sesamelia. Yeah. Not right. that I knew anything about that. Right. <laughs> yes. But that he was the, the dark-haired... Craziest shit. Cousin of, of Patron who developed his special strain of marijuana that didn't have seeds. And, and they were like, oh, my God. It can... Yeah. You, we can sell this and we don't have to give up so much of it on seeds. And, and anyway, he ended up going to prison. A bunch of other things happened. But... Uh, Really cool news that they've cast somebody in that role, and oh my gosh, bringing Namor to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is going to be awesome. I yeah. think so too. I, I, I'm, you know, Greganator and I were talking a little bit about this to to cast a Mexican actor, and they're supporting uh, Atlanteans that they're looking for are going to be Mexican as well or Hispanic, Latino. Um, I think it's going to tie into the Mayans somehow. Potentially, yeah. With uh, the Eternals and the Mayans and that connection, I think it's going to have something to do with... uh, That maybe the Mayan society that we heard about, you know, that historically has been told, sank into the ocean. And that's what ended up becoming... At least one of their major cities, yeah. So it'll be very interesting. And I think that's a good hook to bring in that demographic and I, I also think it's it's kind of departure from the comics, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, I and again, I think that's one of the the great risks that Marvel takes is they'll they'll cast the right person in a role regardless of their heritage. And I think again, bringing Mexican actors to the MCU is fantastic. I mean, you know, we need more more color in the MCU. Let's do it. Anti hero. He's a huge anti hero. Oh wow! So, he's been a hero and a villain many, many, many different times. Yeah, and many different. I mean, he's either a hero or a villain. You know, it's it's he's like, gonna so be, like a Loki. Yeah, he's going to be the big bad in yeah. Wakanda forever. They've already said that, so I think that's going to be really cool. And I can't wait. I, we've talked about him before, and yeah. uh, somebody on YouTube had um, asked a question uh, and said, you know, maybe we'll get you know, a little insight to Namor in the Eternals movie. And I said, man, that would be epic. That'd be huge. I don't know the relationship or the, if they can use Namor, like if they have the rights to him yet. Uh, but apparently they do because they do they've already, yeah, they do now. Okay. So the, the Namor rights, I believe were purchased from the Fox acquisition. So uh, Fox had the, the rights to the Namor character and had done nothing with it over the years. And when they bought, the Fox rights, when they bought Fox Studios, they did end up getting Namor okay. that way. Namor, they considered a mutant for some reason. Well, he I is. I guess because he can fly. But the, I, I, I do believe, though, that there were some 
partial ownership with Universal Studios as well oh, of he's the Namor there. character. Yeah, the, no, no, no. I'm just saying, no, the studio, like just like they own the rights oh, of the Hulk. Okay. I think yeah. there were some where, like, they if they ever did a Namor only movie, right. like Universal would have to publish it, okay. or, you know, produce or distribute it. Right. And so they've never done a Namor only movie because of that. So I think there's some other stuff there. Um, very similar though to the kind of the, the Wanda Quicksilver situation where, yeah. You know, Namor kind of Fox owned them, but Universal owned them as well, and it was like one of those weird situations. But Greg so. Nader's right; he's he is a mutant, right? He his father was a human, and his mother was Atlantean. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case. Could no. be. I mean, because that's I mean that's Aquaman's history. Yeah. Well, that's it's well, very you know, similar. I think yeah. it's very similar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's interesting though that you know. Namor for us is you know the Marvel version of Aquaman, right? It's you know, but yeah. there are some very similarities, and there's a lot of differences at the same time. And the biggest difference that I feel is number one, number one, Namor can fly, which is one of the biggest. He has wings on his feet and all kinds of other yeah. things. But one of the biggest differences is he's as much a villain as he is a hero. Where yeah, Aquaman's absolutely. always been a been right. a hero, hero, right, right, yes. right. Which adds a little edge to him, and I, I mean, I can't wait till they develop that character. That's going to be great. Well, and it leads to like future stories around the Illuminati and yep. some other things that they could do potentially. And the Illuminati being a group of high-ranking, you know, Marvel characters. That kind Doctor of Doctor Strange was in that. Professor right? X, Professor Black Bolt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, now I have a picture question for you, Professor. In the comics, I know that Namor and Black Panther have fought. A lot, but they've also been teammates a lot. Like they, they're one time they're fighting each other, and then they see someone else that's bad, and they join up and go fight them. So is this Namor coming in, being the big bad, going to be like a Loki type of a thing where, at the end of this movie, they're going to reconcile, and now Black Panther and Namor are buddies, and they're going to go take on somebody else. I, I and I think one as Titanium, and I, I've talked about this many times in, in the show. One of the things that Marvel does so well is they spend as much time developing their villains as they do their heroes. Yeah, absolutely. And developing a character like Namor as a villain first and an antagonist first gives them full reign to say, well, if we want to keep him a villain, we can always have this war with the Atlanteans. We can always have this kind of animosity between Namor and Black Panther and all whatever. We can always do that. But we can also have him go through a redemption arc, mm-hmm. right? We get just sure. similar to what Loki's gone through. Yeah. Loki's been a villain and a hero several times over, and I think characters like that in Marvel that kind of cross that line at times are some of the best. I mean, Doctor Doom's done it too. I mean, he's sided with the heroes at times. You know, like in the Infinity Gauntlet saga. You know, he was like on the side of the heroes until he felt like he could steal it, and then he was going to steal it and conquer the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And so he ended up killing Thanos, didn't he? Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. right? So it, and again, I think those types of characters this MCU needs. And great question, Greg and Ader. I think that I think they're going to spend a lot of time establishing his character as a villain, but they're going to justify why he's so bad to some extent, um, just like they did with Loki. Loki's yeah. bad because. He's the stepson or the kind of the half, not not really stepson. It was adopted stepson, not really the true son of, of Odin. Yeah. And, you know, and so it gives him reasons of why he's so bad. And I think they're going to do the same thing with Namor. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me, though, in the future that if Namor ends up being on the Avengers at some yeah. point in time. Right. Because he has. He's been on the Avengers before. 
Well, they and, teased and, him a couple of times. They yeah. teased him in Endgame with the earthquake mm-hmm. uh, comment uh, in, in Endgame. And then even uh, way back when Nick Fury was showing... Iron Man 2? Uh, it was like yeah. Iron Man 2 yeah. where Nick Fury showed Tony... Tony the Stark, map. the map, and there was that circle in the middle of the Atlantic uh, Ocean. So interesting, but yeah, I, I can't. He's one of my favorite characters, uh, so I can't wait. Yeah, it that's super exciting. Yeah. I, and yeah, we they, were all they can take him in a lot of different ways too. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. All right, well, that's all the news and uh, reviews this week. We're gonna jump into our topic of the week, which centers around our special guest, Greg Vire, and the Greginator's <laughs> here to. Uh, I'm gonna throw hey, some questions. Ask them some questions, bring up some topics, and we'll just we'll just chat. Boy, where to start? Okay, this is the one that's been burning on my mind for a while, ever since the whole Wandavision and listening to you guys and learning a lot about the Scarlet Witch, which I didn't know before. Um, you were calling her uh, the being that can kind of go between the nexus being a nexus being. Okay, my question is. The a nexus being well in these multiverses, there's like one of everybody's duplicated in these multiverses. Like there's exponentially different Captain Americas, mm-hmm. right? Is yeah. there only one Wanda? So that that's kind of the crux behind the nexus being um, theory, right? Is that theoretically there can only be one. Wanda at one point in time, right? Okay. As we so we know there's a so here's an example. There's a Spider Verse, and we saw in the um, Enter the Spider Verse movie, an, an, the animated movie, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the different iterations and versions of Spider. We got Spider Pig, we had <laughs> Spider Noir, Spider Man Noir. We had all the different versions of Spider Man, um, and those versions are kind of interact or kind of crossover in different multiverses. A Nexus being is kind of only in one place at one point in time, but can be in different places. So, like, if 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 our Wanda didn't exist, another Wanda would. But can they multiple Wandas exist at the same time? I don't believe so. So that's kind of like the weirdness of the Nexus being situation. Okay. Um, like, we'll see in the Loki series, Loki, there are multiple versions of Loki. We've already seen him in the previews. Yeah. But he's not a Nexus being. Right. No. He's so that that's the kind of the uniqueness of and that's why Agatha was so like blown away when she found out that this is the Scarlet Witch. Holy crap. You're like, you know, you're the white rabbit. You yeah, know, and she seemed very afraid of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A myth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're the white rabbit. And and I and my assumption is that Doctor Strange will acknowledge that as well. Is like, you know, right. well you and I think uh, um uh, Elizabeth Olsen came out and said that, that one of the things that people didn't really realize and we didn't really talk about on my show was that my powers are allowed me to transverse the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And what was the one thing when we were in Avengers Endgame is like when, you know, don't interact with your own self, right? Don't, and, you know, don't, yeah. don't mess things up. And it was, that was kind of funny when Captain America ends up fighting against himself, you know, and he's like, he's like, I can do this all day. He goes, I know, I know, <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I think with Wanda, we'll find out that she can traverse the multiverse because of who she is and what she is. Right, as the next right, being exactly right now is um, Doctor Strange a Nexus being? I don't think. Um, I don't think Stephen Strange is a Nexus being. What the Sorcerer Supreme is? Maybe 
Okay. The title, whoever's holding the title of sorceress, and that's a great question. It could that person only be because that person traverses the multiverse, and what if multiple ones of them kind of ran into each other at the same time? Would it screw things up? And that's where the multiverse just gets so <laughs> messed up, right? It gets crazy. Um, I think the reason why they labeled Wanda as a Nexus being was to really kind of show you how number one, how special she is and how powerful she is. Right, right. But they've never really come out and said, oh, okay, let's go over what a Nexus being really is. And literally, okay. they, they, they got to be a little bit ambiguous about it because if they get it too much detail, then, then they'll start breaking their own if rules. If you write rules, you have to follow right. them. Exactly. <laughs> If we don't tell you, then we can just make them up as we go along. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Okay. Uh, question two. Uh, Kang. Sorry. Kang. Is he a Nexus being, or is he just traveling through time, or is Man. he going through time and okay. multiverses at the same time? So this is Kang one of the... the Conqueror. Yeah. Kang the Conqueror, yeah. So this is Sorry. one of the um, most interesting characters that Marvel's ever created, and this the history behind this character spans literally like 75 80 years in the marvel comics it's a long time and let's talk about who kang the conqueror is okay yeah start kang, from the beginning on kang kang the conqueror is if i'm going to say who this person is in the in the marvel comics universe is a character called uh franklin richards okay so franklin richards is a descendant of reed richards like Captain Fantastic or Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. It, it, for the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> Part of the Fantastic Four. Right. Yes. So but it's his descendant. He's a descendant of Mr. Fantastic. But a thousand years from now. Or a thousand years ago. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> or depending on what version. So that's what's so met. So okay. this is uh, Kang the Conqueror, uh, we'll say, Franklin Richards exists and operates inside and outside of time at the same time. So he's a time-displaced entity, which means that while he may be present here today, he still exists a thousand years from now as well as a thousand years ago. And he's had multiple different um, versions of himself. He was a version of himself called Immortus. He was Kang the Conqueror. He was um, in the Young Avengers. What? 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 Uh, oh, um, uh, 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 Iron Lad. Iron Lad. Yeah. Iron Lad yep. in the Young he was, Avengers. He was also some kind of Pharaoh at some point. Yeah. Uh, that. That's. Um, not a Mortis. Uh, that was. Uh, I can't remember his name. Tut and something. Uh, uh, Common Tut. I Common think Tut. it was. Yes. Yeah. But so he's been in multiple different, and this is literally the most. And that's why I'm interested to see what the MCU does with him. And we know he's coming. We know he's coming in. Ant-Man and Lost Quantumanium. We've been rumored that he'll either have a cameo or he'll be, at least be referenced in the, the Loki series. He's the big bad series. in that. I, that's what yes. they're saying. He's going to be the big bad. Right. But he is one of the most complex and confusing characters the Marvel's ever come up with because he's time displaced. And again, uh, Karma Tut and um, Kang the Conqueror and Immortus, all different versions of the same character, which are Franklin Richards, who came to our timeline as Iron Lad and the Young Avengers, and then ended up having to go back. And it's like so many different things. But he's a time displaced being. And are we uh, going to see him in Loki? That's there's been rumors that we're, if we're not going to see him or it's Did not going to be introduced, mention of him. Maybe? Well, there may be. Um, a mention of him because it's setting up that that character going yeah. forward. Um, 
Do I think he's the big bad in Loki? I doubt it. Highly doubt it. No. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, we could you know, spend half an episode talking about Franklin Richards and this character. And maybe someday we will when we get yeah. towards that. But that, that, yeah, he's a very complex character. Well, yeah, from what I've been able to, to pull together from him, it seems like he's given a whole lot of people a whole lot of problems and a lot of covers of this time thing, but he doesn't seem to be necessarily all that powerful. No. Um, well, look, I don't know. If you could exist in any timeline at any time yeah. and you could, you know... Well, what I mean is that... You power know, is Hulk, relevant at that point Hulk get, gets a hold of him. He's going to do what he, oh, what, for what, sure. he, what he did to Loki. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think that, that that's one of the great things about... He's incredibly smart, incredibly um, inventive. Tactical. Uh, yep. You know, and it, like I said, he'll send himself his presence forward in time 100 years um, to, you know, crap on your door, your, your great-grandson's <laughs> doorstep just because he's angry at you today. You know, he'll do stuff like that, you know, and, and uh, or he'll go back 50 years to, you know, you know, I don't know, do something to uh, one of your family members. You know, he, he's very calculating like that. And um, I, I really, really, really will am looking forward to seeing what Marvel's going to do with that character because it is complex. And, it's, and again, when you start dealing with time and and oh yeah, cheat sheet people that exist outside of time and that can kind of move between the timeline anytime they want, it's like yeah. whoa, whoa, this is just weird. Well, how is Marvel going to deal with the fact that he's Rich Rid, Richard Reed's Reed Richards Reed Richards, sorry, son with not his son, they or a descendant, descendant when they haven't right brought Reed Richards into so, the, and this into is the, the MCU yet? But this is the way they did it in the comics. Kang the Conqueror as a character existed way before he was revealed to be Franklin Richards. Okay. So, again, Titanium and I have talked about this in one of our earliest episodes. They did what's called a retroactive continuity, right? A retcon. Yeah. They said, oh, you know this character that we've had in the comics for 50 years, this Kang the Conqueror, and he became, you know, Karma Tut, and he was also Mortis and all this. Well, he's actually Franklin Richards. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) And so they retconned it. And that's what they did. Like, so... Good question. What they'll do is they'll introduce Kang the Conqueror. They'll talk about his ability to kind of manipulate time and go back and forth between time and all the things that he's done. And then eventually, five years from now, once the Fantastic Four is up and running, he'll reveal himself to be Franklin Richards, the descendant of Reed Richards, you know, and all those other things. Hopefully after they launch Fantastic Four yeah, and we but, get into that. So. Right. Yeah. That's a great question. Great. Well, you've answered the questions that I brought with me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh... Wait, do you guys hear that? Is is that the bell ringing? Do you hear the bell? I do. I actually bought a bell to ring it. I thought it might be cheesy. Um, But yeah, let's let's wrap it up, Professor. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email at supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone.